You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Munson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia fame Ain't nothing finer in the lane Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday Night Athens podcast. I'm Herschel Gurley here as always with my co-host Boss Dog and we are fired up this week to be uh, joined by one of our one of our favorite guys out there man. Jamie Dean's hanging with us this week. Jamie what's up man? It's so good to see you. I just can't help but smile. I mean Herschel and the boss look at us. This is awesome. It's good <laughs> to catch up man. I had not talked to you in like it's been a while. A couple months or so. Yeah it has been a while. Has yeah. been a while. How, things, how are things going on your end brother? Oh, good. You won't believe it. I'm back in Savannah, Georgia. Last time I talked to you, we were had just gotten moved up to Athens. I moved two times in about 365 days. We came, we moved up to Athens two days before school started last year for the boys. Moved down here, hand up on a Sunday, two days before school started down here. And it's like we, I just finished unpacking that. I, I, my friends, I said, gosh, I'm tired. He said, well, you've been packing and unpacking for two years. Yeah. And so I have, but you know, with uh, our business was closed down in March, you know, and so from March until August, we didn't turn a dollar and we had to get rid of our buffets. We totally revamped everything. So it was important. I felt like to be here, you know, with my family, you know how that is. Yep. And we're basically reinventing our business. And when we moved up to Athens, our business was in such a different place, obviously, than, than it is now, along with just millions and millions of other people. It's, it, you know, it's just one of those things. But I'm so blessed to be back here close to my family in Savannah. I can't complain. My kids are in a great school and we got an awesome house. And so it's all good. My family's healthy and the baby's six months now. And God, it's wild. Yeah. And for you people out there, I had to back this up because I had the baby. Brooks out with the other two boys and. And a podcast with him waking up from a nap one Sunday, <laughs> not good content. <laughs> it might be funny. Great, might be great content. He's good looking. I tell you, he's an angel baby, man. It's a blessing. All of them look like their mama. And every day I get down on the floor and thank the Lord they look like look like her. What's up, dogs? <laughs> oh, that's too good, brother. I'm living in that same boat. My four babies look just like Jenna. Well, for the most part, and God bless it. Cause thank goodness, ain't we lucky? We'd yeah. be in a world of hurt if they look like me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a, be a mug to walk around with all their lives. <laughs> you hairy, brother. Both of y'all. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sure enough, are you got to cover this up to look best we can, man? Yeah, for real. Well, let me just say this. So, uh, Jamie and Boss both know this, but I took my wife down to Savannah for our anniversary a couple of weeks back. And I, I can speak firsthand. We went to the, to the Lady and Sons on Friday night and we just had us the best time. I mean, that food, I'm going to tell you something. Jenna Lynn Saunders would cut somebody for that ooey gooey butter cake. I'm just going to tell you all this right now. 
That's she why my pants have been tight for so long. Those yeah. things, man. <laughs> she, she sure enough would. But it was uh, we had a really great time. And I'll tell you, our, you, our service was great that night, too. I actually went and got the manager afterwards and just said, hey, look, we had a really great experience. Because I, I served my whole way through college. And I just feel like um, somebody to kind of acknowledge that is, is always good. And we sure did, man. Our server was so, so good. So, um, yeah, all y'all should go if y'all are in Savannah, cause it was, it was a fantastic time. And can we just talk that is world-class town, Jamie Dean, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, been so interesting to see the change over 30 years since we moved downtown. It's just so vibrant with the, I haven't been down to the, to the power plant district on river street yet, but it looks beautiful. You know, we, we're still kind of staying close to the house, you know, with the baby and, you know, with the kids and also we're not, and there's crowds here too. I mean, business yep. has really been up. So, you know, just want everybody to be careful and take care of themselves, but beautiful, man. The weather right now is starting to be fantastic and it's uh the fish are biting, you know, and the, and the sea breeze is blowing. So it's all good. Yeah, it was, it was fun. We were, we were in town for the, um, for the Auburn game. And so we, uh, it was, it was just neat to be uh, kind of walking around in the outside and seeing all the Georgia shirts and people saying, go dogs. It's just, uh, I don't know. It was, it, it was, it was a little bit of normal in a very, very abnormal year. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a lot um, of dogs down here. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. Um, well, boys, we, uh, we've been stuck in it all week. I mean, is there anything worse than a bye week after a loss? Uh, just longest week ever in so many ways. This is the worst, but I think it's good for the team. It's tough for me. Yeah, So, and Kirby talked about that a little bit, that it kind of came at a good time, the way it happened, and allowed them to get a little bit healthy and get themselves ready. And uh, it, it's officially Kentucky week, and they looked anything but impressive yesterday. <laughs> um I, somebody had tweeted that Missouri and Kentucky set offensive football back 50 years yesterday, and, and that's not far from the truth. It was uh, it was it was not a good show. And yeah. I mean, what are, what are y'all kind of thinking about that game? I just I look at that Kentucky team and with the problems they have passing the football and how good we stop folks from running the football. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're going to score. I really don't. What, what are y'all thinking as this week's getting started? How about the smart guy go first, boss? I'm just going to come in here and I just because you know I got Georgia 100 to nothing. So let's go ahead and listen to somebody smart. Uh, their offense, I, I did not watch. Uh, as I told you yesterday, I was uh, one of my daughters turned 16 earlier this Ooh. week, so I was stuck. Congratulations, the, uh, 16. I'm terrified. Jack is 14. He's talking about the car. I'm changing the driving law. It's rough. Um, so I was actually stuck at the mall yesterday with uh, with six 15 to 16-year-old girls. So oh. I, didn't watch, <laughs> I didn't get to watch much football yesterday, but I did see the stats. And if they are as bad as the stats look, then how are they going to score? And I, But I did watch the previous week, and they looked less than impressive. I mean, their offense hasn't looked good all year. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah. – um, really, they had that the good first half against Auburn, and since then, in the opening game, they've really looked bad. Um, which honestly makes me a little nervous because of the fact that they have looked so bad. It's just like it's like okay, are, are is this is this who they are at this point, 
or are they going to make the quarterback change to the Auburn transfer who actually can throw the ball a little bit because Wilson cannot throw the ball. He's just, they're the same offense they were last year with Bowden at quarterback, which is basically a wildcat offense. Bowden just, he, I mean, I'm sorry. um, Wilson, he just can't, he can't complete a pass um, down the field. He's got a great arm. He's got great arm talent, but he's not accurate at all. So are they going to make the switch to Jefferson, Um, which uh, I think they should at this point. And if they do, that might change the dynamic of their offense a little bit and make them a little bit more dangerous. Talent-wise, we are head and shoulders above them. We should win this game handedly. Um, I did look at the forecast uh, because that always makes me nervous um, every week is what the forecast might be. They are calling for, you know, torrential downpour in Kentucky. So it could be just as ugly as last year. That was an ugly game last year weather-wise. It was terrible. It was freezing cold and it rained the whole entire time. Kentucky's numbers look terrible. And the biggest challenge that they're going to face this week is the Georgia Bulldogs defense. Our defense shows out. Let's touch on the last week's or the Alabama game a little bit. Yep. Their wideouts make that quarterback fantastic. You see how many times those guys got themselves open at the last and the way they, they handle each other, like off the line, they are so talented. Their wide receiver group, you know, that's a tough, tough team to play against. And I really thought we were going to give them a better game, but I, you know, I'm the eternal optimist. It's hard to beat somebody twice, so I'll take that. I'd much rather lose to them now because I've always said this is the game we got to worry about. That's right. This shirt real quick. I got – I wore it. I, I made it. This shirt is – Five years older than my relationship with my wife, I wore it the, <laughs> the first Georgia-Florida game I ever went to. I served a, a man, Mr. John, and his family, and I was wearing this homemade shirt in the restaurant. And he said, do you got a ticket for the game? I said, no, sir. He said, you do now. And that's the first game, Georgia-Florida game I went to. I hate Florida, if y'all can't see that. Oh, that's I love good. it, that's, man. That's, just, that's a world class shirt on so many levels. Yeah. So I just think that, you know, but I'm also, I'm with Boss, too. It's the SEC, man. You know, you can't, you don't want to mess around, especially if the weather's bad and you don't want to, you know, get ahead of yourself. But I mean, I don't know what the line on this game is, but dogs, too strong defense. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Early, early the line is, is smaller than what I thought it would be. And maybe that has more to do with, I I feel like nationally, the narrative around Georgia after the Alabama game is a little bit funky. I thought if you watched that game, it was a tight ball game. I mean, yeah. if you didn't think Georgia had the athletes to play with Alabama and if two or three plays go another way that they win that ball game, then I, I really don't know what game you were watching. Um, to your point, Jamie, their wideouts are fantastic. They got three guys that are going to play on Sundays. Um, they light it up. They win 50-50 balls. And good on Mac Jones, too. I mean, that kid has not missed a throw seemingly all season. He had another monster game yesterday against Tennessee. Um, let's talk briefly about the news from that game yesterday because it's big news. Uh, Jalen Waddle broke his ankle yesterday on the opening kickoff and is out the rest of the year. First off, and I texted Boss this yesterday, I, I really hate to see that. I hate it when kids that are premier talent or any of those kids, right, they have this small window to play ball yeah. and kind of miss something like that. The good news is apparently they said the turnaround time for him is probably like four months. So he should be fine as he gets prepped for the NFL. So obviously best wishes to, to Jalen Waddle as, as he gets healthy. 100%. Um, but to your point, Jamie, looking forward, as that is the matchup that we eye, hopefully, December 17th, if, um, if we end up seeing them again, then 
I think it changes the dynamic a ton, right? Because that's one guy they don't cover net. And I think having to cover three of those guys versus having to cover two of those guys is a totally different animal. And he had what? 191 yards against us last weekend. So they got to replace that somehow. And I mean, look, they're certainly not bereft of talent or anything. So I'm sure there'll be something there, but I think it makes things interesting moving forward. Um, I'm kind of with you guys. I feel really, really good about Saturday, but the other piece of it is, you know, you just never know. What did Greg McElroy say when the schedule was released, boss? This is the bright blinking lights trap game for Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And if it would have been played last week, I think it would have been more, if it would have played uh, played Saturday, I think it would have been more of the trap game, but getting a week off, getting a chance to get healthy, um, really, you know, with the, I think the quarterback situation is more settled with Georgia inside the program than outside the program. I think the narrative outside the program is there's this big quarterback controversy. I really don't think that's the case, but if there is one, then this gives them two weeks to sort that out. Um, but really thing, you know, four weeks in an sec schedule, you know, everybody's always dinged up. I mean, this would be the point in time where we're preparing for the Florida game, which is always a great time to get healthy. So I, I think that this is the perfect time to have a bye week. So you think Stetson's the guy? Honestly, I mean, at this point in time, I we've talked about this on our podcast and pretty much every week since Auburn, we just don't think that JT Daniels is healthy. Like there's not, not completely healthy. He's not, maybe he's not mobile enough. Maybe he's not, there's something holding him back because talent wise, he's definitely more talented than Stetson. That's not a question. But there's something that is holding him back. And maybe it's just he hasn't gained his mobility back because you have to be somewhat mobile to function in Munkin's offense. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, there is something that's holding him back from getting getting the playing time at this point. It's got to be his ankle, right, or his talent, because I would think that Coach Smart's going to play the guy that should be playing, you know. I would think so, too. I would think so, too. But at this point in time – from everything that I've read, everything that I've seen. And, you know, there is, you know, there's, and I think in his last press conference, he said there's a difference between medically cleared and physically cleared. Was that the term? Uh, I thought, he's, I thought um, he said medically cleared and physically ready. Physically ready. Mm. That's what he was. So it's like not in game shape yet, or it's kind of how I took it was, was how, how I took it. Like, he's just not, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a, he's been, hasn't played a game since what September of last year. So he hasn't, he hasn't taken hits. He hasn't, you know, been in the rhythm of a game and anything like that. So it's possible that he's just not physically ready to, you know, play 60 minutes of ball yet, which is possible. Well, I wonder what his participation at practice has been. I've heard that he's been practicing with the twos and the threes and he's been running the scout team. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to, I kind of want to get, y'all's take on this and and I'll ask you this first Jamie but I feel like this happens every year when we end up playing in some type of nationally televised game which is normal right they're just not everybody nationally is following the program like the three of us follow it so they're not tuned in but I felt like the narrative all week two-pronged has been really really off the first thing is Kirby has taken a lot of heat for a, having his program, quote, in a position where Stetson Bennett is the starting quarterback. And first off, can we just clear the air on this? Like, number one, Jake declares early, okay? So that was, I think most people, that was an unexpected move, all right? 
So then number two, after that happens, he goes out and he gets Jamie Newman, who's going to be QB1 presumptively going forward. Uh, The pandemic hits and Jamie Newman makes the choice to opt out of the season. Um, Then they also recruit another transfer, JT Daniels, who is hurt. He's not, he's not ready. So they there's, I just feel like the narrative has been spun where Kirby has, has done some injustice or there's been some uh, big whiff on his part at the quarterback position. And I think there's a lot of circumstance that's left out of that argument. Um, There was an article in the athletic this week that I don't know. And again, this is another one of those lazy arguments talk about how it's all the, how did Kirby let Justin Fields go? How did Kirby not know that Justin Fields was going to be the long-term answer over Jake Fromm? And it's like, look, folks, did y'all watch the games? Like Justin was not ready in 2018. And if you didn't think Jake was the best option to get to the national title in the 2018 season, then you weren't watching. Justin wasn't ready yet. He's at OSU now. He's doing phenomenal. He's in a great offense for his skill set. Let's rejoice in that for him. Be happy for him and his family. But I mean, that that narrative is is so gone and done. I, I'm I'm just tired of hearing about it. Um, the other piece of it is, look, if JT Daniels was healthy, boys, don't don't we think he'd be playing right now? Like he was. He he's a bigger quarterback. He has bigger arm talent. The coaching staff obviously thinks Stetson is the best bet right now. And really, I feel better about it the more I've gotten away from the game. He just missed some stuff, guys. And it's like we've talked about. It's what, his third start? And you're playing against the best team in college football or the one of the best teams in college football, not just this year, but over the last decade plus. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean – where are you at on Jamie? Like what, what were your feelings this week after the game? And, and what do you think the long-term view for them is this season? Well, I think, uh, you know, I was the first guy out there with Stetson winning. Like the kid's got heart. He's got a story. He loves Georgia. I mean, you know, he's, he's not, his physical stature is not what you might draw up. You know, I mean, let's face it, linemen are humongous. So, you know, seeing over the middle of the line where he likes to throw, that's a little bit tougher. And then you got the defensive guys, like for Alabama, they hold their arms up. How tall are they? You know, they're daggum nine feet tall. So it, that presents a challenge. But heart, you know, and want to win. And we had so many quarterbacks. We had such a plethora of quarterbacks. Remember when Trevor Lawrence was walking around Georgia wearing Georgia shirt? Justin Fields is coming. And then Jake plays. And we got, you know, the, um, and it's just the circumstances of it. Jake leaving early. I was surprised that, you know, that we're – it's just a uh, – you know, a transition year for us, I guess, to not have a guy lined up, but we got a guy coming next year. Yep. So Georgia's always had those one-off years where it's a bridge year where you get a guy that's not the prototypical, you know, he's going to the NFL. But, you know, a lot of our guys that have played fantastic quarterback in Georgia through the years don't have, you know, tremendous NFL careers. So when you're between the hedges, if you got the heart and you got the coach and you got the defense and you got the supporting people, you know, I couldn't do it, but I think Stetson Winnett could, you know, and play him. And I'm with you. Kirby's going to play the best guy. And if JT's healthy and he's in there zipping it around, if he's the five-star guy from USC, Stetson's got a nice story. But I think the better guy is going to start. So, boss, I think you're right. There's something jumped up. You know, was that a high ankle sprain, something with his ankle, right? Isn't that what it was when he came over? No, recovering from a torn ACL. ACL, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, there, there's been there's been a lot of talk about he had a second procedure either in late December or January, and we we have no confirmation of any of this, but we've heard from multiple folks that it 
could be, and again, again, this is not any type of source thing. Boston are not reporters. This is just things we've heard talking with other fans and, and things you kind of hear through the grapevine, but that he has been medically cleared by Georgia, but there is some speculation whether or not he has been cleared by maybe the family doctor or maybe the family itself is just saying, Hey, look, we don't feel like he's ready yet. Um, but look, if he's not healthy, I don't want him to play. I, I don't want a kid to not to not be right and play, you know, because what if he got gets hurt or his his long term future doesn't look great. And I think it's good that the program is looking out for him and protecting him. I hope that's what's happening. You know, I'm surprised we're playing at all, really. When yeah, when COVID came around, I I didn't like our chances of playing football this year. I I couldn't believe it. I'd have bet even money that we wouldn't have played any games. So for people to stay, you know, healthy and be able to play, it's just a, a good year for us. We're lucky any of them are playing and what the decisions these, these guys make. But I'll tell you, I'm reading Seth's book on Kirby right now. Ain't How nobody, good it's good. And nobody's out working Kirby smart. I promise yep. you that. And you can't, as a Georgia fan, look at him and say, these are the mistakes that he's making. I sure, I certainly don't feel that way. And I love Coach Rick too, but. Kirby's going to work eight days a week and do the best he can and make the best decisions for the school. He just seems like that kind of guy. So, hey, man, I trust him. I think, you know, I like Georgia this weekend. I like us. I, I, I've been down. The, I wore this shirt and we got beat the first time. I hate going to Florida. You know, I hate playing them. And But just because it seems like we trip up down there, you know. So I just want to handle business with Florida and then we'll regroup and, you know, if we can get the rest of the way and get back to, you know, Alabama, I feel like we tired. I, I just think we're going to win. You know, yeah. I mean, I didn't think they beat us three times in a row. I was really surprised. But yeah, I think um, that Florida game, if you look at their schedule, that's really the only one left. Right. I mean, I, I just I don't see a talent base on their schedule left that if they play the way they're capable of playing, that any of those teams beat them. And Florida's defense is so bad that I just – I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, if we get into another track meet like we did against Alabama, we're not built for that. So that's the one thing we can't do. But I think if we play assignment football and, and do what we are we know how to do, I think that's also a very winnable game for us talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Their tight ends are base too. He is. And, yep. and we've been known to give up stuff to tight ends up the same. You know, I hate seeing those big tiny tight ends running up the same route. But so we'll I, see. I think they're Georgia, gonna be Florida. I think they're gonna be interesting too, just because you they're coming off they're both teams now are gonna be coming off a game week, which is a little bit different than what it's been in the past, because usually they're coming off a bye and we're originally scheduled to come off a bye this week. But that one's gonna be interesting. Um and then you know, hopefully this is kind of a good tune-up and gets it right back into the flow. And and once uh, November seventh comes around, it'll be it. Well, uh, well, hey boys, we got a we got a Halloween day and night slate of games to look at here. So, how you boys feel about picking some games? I got my money on the table. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so we got a, we got some early lines this week because we're. We're taping a little early this week, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pick them. We're, we'll do the SEC games last, and we'll do some kind of wild card games first here. So let's start with Coastal Carolina and Georgia State. Coastal Carolina undefeated, been a lot of fun. Had another big win yesterday. Um, they are fav- They are one and a half point underdogs. So Georgia State is favored by one and a half points. Jamie, who you like in that one? 
They're not going to stop, stop drinking Natty Light till about Friday. I like the guys from Atlanta to get them on the comeback game next week. Oh, I like it. I like it. Who you like, boss? Coastal Carolina is such a good story. So uh, until they lose, I'm going to roll with them. Well, we talked about this before we came on air, but there was a video released today of their post-game celebration last night after beating Georgia Southern, and it was essentially a mock WWF match, and I can't tell you how much I loved it. I, I wouldn't really wouldn't really matter to me if they hadn't won a game all year. After seeing that celebration, I am picking the Chanticleers. They might win by 100 points next weekend. <laughs> Um, all right, so Penn State surprising loss yesterday against Indiana or, uh, to start the year with just an incredible play. And uh, the guy like 10 minutes after the game who marks it up like the Sistine Chapel, if y'all didn't see that, that was also hysterical. I mean, the Internet is undefeated in so many ways. Uh, so that made me laugh. But Penn State 0-1, um, that was their early season matchup this coming weekend with Ohio State. It was supposed to be a big one, right? One of the ones that was going to decide the Big Ten. It's the primetime matchup less, uh, next week. Obviously, things have changed a little bit, but still going to be a huge game. Ohio State is an early favorite, eight and a half points they're favored by. Jamie, who you like in that one? I can't believe they just started their season. That's so odd. 0-1. That's bananas. Who knows? But Ohio State looks pretty good. They got athletes all over the place. They got a great quarterback. They got a good coach. Um, Penn State, they're kind of up and down. I like James Franklin a lot, too. I think he's a good coach. Uh, they're going to have their backup. They got embarrassed yesterday. That's kind of hard to believe. But I think, why they got the Buckeyes ranked so high? And then you watch the first half of football, and I'm like, I don't get it. They hadn't even played. Then you see the second half, you're like, oh, they're a good football team. <laughs> Ohio State over Penn State next week. Who you like, boss? Penn State's defense, um, I did get to watch a little bit of this game yesterday. Um, I got to watch the second half of it when I got home. But the Penn State's defense was what surprised me. They looked so bad yesterday in the second half of that game. Um, the offense didn't do them a lot of favors with bad field position, but the defense just looked bad. And Ohio State's offense is just a machine. So I'm going to go with Ohio State big. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Ohio State to um... – I was kind of like you, Jamie. I watched that first half, and you're like, "Man, I, you know, Nebraska, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't foresee them having a monster year or anything." And absent a couple calls, that game may have been a three point game at halftime. There was a couple questionable calls there at the end of the first half that set Ohio State up for a touchdown. But look, boys, Justin Fields is a player, and he had a monster game yesterday. Set the tone. I love the attitude he had all off season about wanting to play football this year and his passion for college football and his passion for Ohio State. And so I'm happy that they're getting to play. I'm happy that he's getting to shine on the big stage. Um, and, yeah, I just – I'm going to have to go with them until I see some empirical evidence otherwise or some just enormous number that seems like they can't cover. I think I'm going to roll with Justin Fields and the Buckeyes on that one. Plus, I'm a big narrative guy. It really would be awesome – if Ohio State and Georgia both make the playoff and they end up facing off, I just think there's that would just be thick with storylines. So I'm always here for that. So I hope they have a good year, and I hope we can see them later on. Um, all right, so we got Michigan and Michigan State. Coach Tucker had his first game as the head coach of the Spartans this past weekend against Rutgers. Obviously didn't start like he wanted it to. 
Um, but love Coach Tucker. I'm certainly rooting for him at Michigan State. Let's let's pick that game, boys. Michigan is favored early by 23 and a half against Michigan State. Jamie, who are you liking that one? Can't discard that line. And if you saw the game yesterday, I really felt for Coach Tucker. He is one of the nicest guys in the world. I, I just I really like him as a person. He's a fantastic coach. Woof, yesterday it's going to be tough. Michigan played pretty good. I saw Harbaugh's not wearing khakis anymore, so that's interesting. <laughs> and they played well, so we'll see if that trend continues. But, you know, Coach Tucker, this is tough sledding from here, coming off the loss yesterday and then drawing Michigan next week. Um, I kind of like I kind of like Michigan next week over Michigan State. Who you got, boss? Michigan State's in the complete rebuild. You know, new coaching staff um, after the surprise retirement. I, they're – they're lucky to win two games this year. And um, I hate to say that with, with Tucker because I, I love Mel Tucker too, but I just – I don't see it, and I don't see many of their games being really close. Um, I really thought uh, yesterday was one of the two that they could win. Um, so I'm going with Michigan, and this one big. Uh, Michigan looked really impressive last night, um, which in a game that, you know, I actually expected Minnesota to – to not only cover, but, you know, when I actually picked them, they were my upset pick of the week uh, yesterday. So uh, that didn't turn out so well. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Michigan big in this. Yeah, if this had been a line for the opening weekend, I would have bet three mortgage payments on Michigan State just because I would have said that um, Coach Tucker would have had the guys ready. And really more so, I would have thought that Michigan was a little bit overrated. I was with you, boss. I, I was riding with Minnesota yesterday. I love, love, love PJ Fleck. Um, I am row the boat all day. So uh, I, I was very surprised by that outcome. And I think that speaks to that Michigan team. They look good last night. I think their D is going to be good. Um, you know, I, I think, too, Coach Tucker's kind of coming in with a with a half-full cupboard. I don't think the talent base was great there which I think makes it really difficult to have kind of a transcendent year in your first year as a coach at a new program. Um, so I think they should give him plenty of time in East Lansing to get things right. Cause I think he's a great man and he will do great things there. Um, but I think they're going to have some, some speed bumps this year. And I think Saturday is going to be another one. So I'm going to take Michigan as well. It's a big number, but uh, I just think the talent disparity is going to be on display on Saturday. So um well, what do you think here, boss? Let's do um, let's do Texas Oklahoma State. That Oklahoma State team is an interesting team this year. Obviously, undefeated so far. Texas super up and down as they have been under Tom Herman, uh, but still have a great player at quarterback. Oklahoma State early favorite by four and a half uh, for that game in Stillwater. Jamie, who are you liking that one? I hate the Longhorns, so that's it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I hope they lose. <laughs> That's my son Jack. This is that's his Florida, Texas. He can't stand Texas. Oh, I mean a Texas family. I, I do love Texas and their steak and their people, but not their football team. Oh, I love I'll it. take the Cowboys. All right, boss, who you got? I got the Cowboys winning, but I think it's gonna be close. I I'm gonna take Texas to cover. So this is a tough one. Oh, with the line up blowing the whole thing. Oh, oh you're picking right on the money, brother. <laughs> we're we're gonna be just fine. Um, I'm going to take, I like the pokes in this one. I think, um, they looked good. Uh, I thought Saturday night was their trip up game. I thought Iowa state was going to trip them up Saturday night, but they got past that crucible. Uh, Texas just, I, I don't know who they are. And to be honest with you, I don't know that they know who they are. And that's part of their problem. 
Um, they just don't seem to have an identity, something they can hang their hat on. And I think a big piece of it is defensively. They just don't, they don't have dudes on defense. And, um, I think Oklahoma State's going to be ready. I think Coach Gundy's going to have them boys schemed up, and and I think they will take care of Hookem and, and keep their perfect season rolling. And really, all the folks in the Big 12 Conference office got their fingers crossed that that happens too because Oklahoma State is their only shot at getting somebody into the playoff. And it's even still, it's an outside shot, but that's all they got. So they need to pokes to go undefeated. Um, so that, that's a big one for, for the Big 12 Conference. All right, let's pick some SEC games. Um, we're going to save the – We'll save the important one for last, but let's start with uh, let's start with LSU Auburn. Auburn opens up as a one and a half point favorite over LSU. Jamie, who are you liking that one? That's hard to it's hard to believe the way that Auburn's kind of been up and down this year. I'm not really impressed with Auburn. I'm not really impressed with LSU either. But I really like Coach O. I think he, you know. I don't know. Auburn is just so flighty and LSU at the base of their team with Coach Ogeron behind them. I think they find a way to get it done, beat Auburn next week. What's your thoughts, boss? Auburn realistically should be one and four. Um, The refs, you know, gave them a gift in the Arkansas game. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have come back and won yesterday, but the Auburn game uh, yesterday, you know, with the, the, non-fumble call and that they did not review on the kickoff was just unbelievable. I cannot believe that. I I don't know who LSU is, but I still think even without whoever LSU is, they're better than Auburn. So I'm going with LSU. Yeah, I'm with you boys. I'm, I'm going to roll with Coach O and, and GEAUX Tigers also. They might have found something with that quarterback on Saturday night. You know, that kind of feel bad for Miles Brennan because it looks like he might get Wally picked on this thing because the Kid had a big game on Saturday night, and Miles might not get back on the field. Um, so, yeah, I like LSU. I, You know, we had talked about it last week, and I think it's continuing to show. Auburn just seems like a mess. I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, you got Bo Nix and Seth Williams hollering at each other last weekend, and then this weekend Seth Williams plays like the grown man that he is. And I just – I don't know who they are. Um, and I don't know what's going on with Gus and with Chad Morris and – I don't know. I just I wouldn't trust them right now. So I'm, I'm going to go LSU, too. All right. So uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are going to play Vandy and Ole Miss is favored by 17 and a half. Jamie, who you like in that one? Vandy is. Say that one more time. Vandy's Vandy's uh, playing Ole Miss and Ole Miss is favored by 17 and a half. Oh, I thought you said Vanderbilt is favored by 17. Um, 17. Might not be enough. I want to see what Lane Kiffin can do when he's got a, a softer defense and can kind of turn up some of his things. He's got some good athletes. I think Lane's an interesting guy. And, you know, it's I'm sure their school is excited. They got some sweet unis. Um, we made a trip out there that didn't work out for us a few years ago. So I kind of hold that against him a little bit. But, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Vanderbilt, which is a beautiful school and a beautiful campus full of beautiful people. But they're not a terrific football team. I'll take Ole Miss over Vanderbilt. What you got, boss? I, I couldn't have said it better. Give me Ole Miss. I mean, Vanderbilt's just – they're terrible. Yeah, I, I'm going with the lane train and the land sharks. I think they're going to walk all over Vandy. I, I don't know if Vandy would be favored against Wando High School with a local high school team here in uh, Mount Pleasant. So, I'm I'm so I've, I'm so sorry about that, Coach Mason. That wasn't very nice, but I'm, it's kind of true. So, we're going we're gonna to roll with the, with the boys from Ole Miss. Um, all right, so Alabama – is going to play boss's squad. Uh, 
Jamie, boss been got off that train last week. Boss been I got on, off that train a couple weeks ago. Boss been on the Mike Leach train all week. But that that bandwagon is not just on fire, but um I mean I, I don't even know. I, I told the boys last week it's like the Oregon Trail. They could not ford the river and they all got uh they all got typhus. I don't, I don't know what's going on with them boys. But it's bad news down in Stark Vegas and Alabama is favored by thirty three and a half. Who you liking that one, Jamie? I promise you that ain't <laughs> You know what? I'm going to see Coach Leach when they come to Athens. That's the, you know, I can't met. I, I, I got to go to at least one game. So we're going up Thanksgiving week and watch that ball game. Coach Leach is hilarious, but I think he's kind of like, um, you know, he's in the position to coach Tucker as you come in. You got to have your recruits come through and, you know, but they, they stink. I like Alabama by 1,000. What about you, boss? I cannot believe how bad KJ Costello has been with the turnovers this year. It's just – he could protect the ball at Stanford. I, I, and it's, you know, it's just the plethora of interceptions that he's had. I mean, he's averaging like three and a half to four a game. I just – I don't understand it. Like, is there nobody else that they can put in that just will protect the ball? I mean, they may not move the ball down the field, but, I mean, when you're giving another, the other team four, four extra possessions, you are not going to win. It's not possible. So uh, give me Bama big. They're probably going to win by 50. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. If the spread on this was 42, I think I'd still take Bama. I mean, it, it, it's not going to be close. They are going to manhandle Mississippi State. Um, I was a little bit lukewarm on Alabama before last weekend. Like, I, I did not think there was any chance that they would put up that amount of points on our defense because don't get it twisted, boys. Our defense is real. Uh, regardless what happened last Saturday night, that defense is real. And they made us look like Swiss cheese, man. And it's because that offense is that good. And they're always just so darn well coached. Like we talked about this last week, but it's no coincidence all them balls got knocked down. How many times do you think Coach Saban and his assistant coaches told them boys that if, 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 if they get to the count of three and they're not home, put your hands up. I mean, they're just so well coached. And, um, yeah, I I feel bad for, for Coach uh, for Coach Leach, but it's gonna be a gonna be a long, long Halloween Saturday. Although I would like it more if Coach Leach came dressed up like like a uh, a Mississippi State Bulldog pirate in honor of the holiday. Like I think that would be very on brand for him, and I'm all about that kind of entertainment. So, uh, well, anyways, I'm just saying that would be fun. Just an idea there, Coach Leach. You take or leave it with that. Um, all right, Coach Pittman. Gonna go play Coach Fisher in Texas A&M. Texas A&M favored by fifteen and a half. Jamie, who you like in that one? Gosh, I think Coach Pittman's got uphill, but that's a guy that I I, I love, and um, you know I only ever care about Georgia, so I'm just going to take the guy that I like. I would like for Coach Pittman to win the game. I think everybody's excited for him. I'm so glad that he's got the opportunity to be a head coach and. I always hope the best for him. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it's one of those Saturdays for him. I'll take Arkansas with the heart, not the head. What you got, boss? I don't know if Arkansas is going to win this, but I think that they're going to cover. I mean, it's obvious that the kids love to play for him. Um, I mean, they're playing hard. They're playing tough. And, I mean, other than the Georgia game, other than the second half of the Georgia game, every game that they played has been close. So I think that this will the, the trend will continue. This will be a close game on Saturday. I, I'm not sure if they pull it off, but I definitely they definitely cover. 
Yeah, I don't know if I like Pig Suey to win straight up, but I really like this number. Um, I think I think they'll cover. I mean, look, they play phenomenal defense. If if Barry Odom is not up for um, defensive coach of the year nationally, um, what is that? The Broyles Award is that what Coach Lanning was up for last year? The Broyles Award. If Barry Odom doesn't win the Broyles Award, or if he's not the early season favorite to win the Broyles Award, I don't know what's going on. You talk about a turnaround, man. They are, they are just playing their rear ends off. And I think to both y'all's points, these kids, they love Coach Pittman. I mean, I think it says something that his former players at Arkansas led the charge for that administration to hire him. It says what these kids feel about him. And, um, yeah, man, I think that stuff matters. I think I think kids get behind that and, and play tough and, and do a great job and I think they are one of the, the neatest, funnest stories of the season thus far is the turnaround that they've had there. And um, he just seems like the perfect personality for Arkansas, right? Like, can't you see just John Daly being so fired up about Coach Pittman? Like, John Daly just playing playing golf barefoot, knocking hole-in-ones and, and drinking as many hard, hard iced teas as possible and just screaming out, woo, pig, suey with Coach Pittman. I, I just feel like they're fast friends, 100%. So – uh, I'm rolling with that too. All right. I, I hate even the fact that we have to pick this because I don't even like saying their name, but uh, we're going to pick the Florida game. They're playing Mizzou and they're also favored by 15 and a half. So Florida favored by 15 and a half playing Mizzou. Jamie, who you like in that one? Uh, I don't think 15 is enough. Missouri's not a very good football team in Florida. Can't be. We talked earlier, their tight end is a deadly weapon. That guy, he just gets open and trash gets him the ball and, you know, who cares, Florida. But <laughs> that ain't enough points for Mizzou. What do you think, boss? As usual, I hate myself every time I pick them, but yeah, Florida's probably going to roll in this one. I mean, they they're, they should be well-rested. I mean, they haven't played in, what, two – has it been three weeks since they played? I can't even remember the last time they played. Last time they played, they lost A&M, right? So, I mean, that was two weeks ago. So – um, I mean, that if this game happens, because we don't know, because they won't be, you know, we won't know until Monday if they tomorrow if they actually practice. So I, I think Florida should roll in this, and um, I'll take them to cover. Yeah, I'm gonna take them too. Um, I don't, I don't think that's a big enough number. I, I think Mizzou is interesting in some ways, but again, their offense is not not great. Um, again, that that Kentucky Mizzou game was ugly. Although Mizzou did, I think control the ball for almost three full quarters of that football game, which is just an outrageous number. Um, so I don't know. I think some weird things would have to happen for them to stay competitive in that game. I just think Florida's got too many athletes, too many weapons. And, uh, yeah, I think both teams are coming off a win, getting ready for the, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in two weeks. So, all right, uh, all that window dressing's out the door now. Let's talk about the real one. Dogs are going to Lexington. Got to play Coach Stoops and the Wildcats, and the early line on that is Georgia is favored by 13 and a half. Jamie, who you like in that one? I like Georgia. We've won uh, 10 straight. I think, uh, you know, uh, the scrap with Alabama and having two weeks off to kind of rethink what we're doing, I think we'll come in ready. I know the guys have been working hard for two weeks. I like Georgia all day to cover. How about you, boss? All right, this is the stats that I was looking for earlier on Kentucky's offense. So I'm taking Georgia to cover, but and t- this is why. Since playing Ole Miss, Kentucky has had 32 offensive drives. They've scored 47 offensive points and ha- and had three of and three defensive touchdowns. 
they just their offense is they just don't score. So they're not and that's when playing less than stellar defenses. They're not going to score on our defense. I don't care what the weather is. They're not going to be able to score on us. And I mean, they make a quarterback change. We may need to refigure, you know, we'll see what happens, but with things staying as they are today, I don't think they're going to score. I, they may not score at all. Um, I, I take, I think Georgia rolls in this. I, you know, I think st- second half, you know, we're seeing second string guys, you know, resting up for the cocktail party. Unless Trey Hill snaps the ball 45 <laughs> plus yards over Stetson Bennett's head into the end zone. And one of Kentucky's players falls on it. I do not think Kentucky scores all night. I think Georgia will shut them out this weekend. I have no idea how many points Georgia will score. Um, they will score at least 14 more than Kentucky, so I absolutely think they will cover. Um, but they will, they will. let's just say, get well after a very tough week last week against Alabama and that explosive offense. Um, you know, I saw their numbers jumped a little bit in all of the, the rankings within the conference and nationally, those will all come back down to earth after this weekend. It could be one of those days where Kentucky does not even have a hundred yards total offense. I just think Georgia is going to come out on a mission. They are going to dominate and get a full head of steam rolling into Jacksonville for that monster game, November 7th. Um, All right, boys. I like all the picks. I feel good about it. I'm happy. It's a game week again. Um, I think Dave Clawson is the one that said, coming off a, or being in a bye week after a loss is a deep, dark, miserable place. And I, I couldn't have said that much better myself. So uh, I'm fired up that it's game week again. I feel super, super excited about what's going to go on the rest of the year. Jamie, you said you're eternal optimist earlier. Boss will uh, attest to you that I am the same. As soon as the game was over, I texted him and my brother and I said, they're winning out. They're going to Atlanta. They're going to beat them in Atlanta. And we're winning the national championship. <laughs> Yeah, of course. So I'm I'm ready for it, man. I, I feel good about it. Well, um, I've, I, it'll be interesting to see in the second half. I think you're right. We'll come up so big, shut them down. Who will play quarterback in the second half? That'll tell a lot because I'm pulling for Mathis too. You got to feel for him. First college game he's ever started. You know the kid's got to be nervous. Medical last year. I mean, he's overcome so much. Talk about heart, guts, and all that stuff. He just needs more repetition. Like this whole jacked up year is just. I can't imagine how tough it was for him to come out, you know, and try to start. So if he plays the second half, if JT doesn't come in, then, you know, it's an injury. He might not even play this year because he'll go pretty high next year in the draft, I would assume. That's a good point. If it is a blowout and we get to see some backup time, I think that will be very telling because, you know, like when they got up big on Auburn, Dewan's the one that came in and took the snaps and not JT. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting storyline to watch. Oh, oh, yes, I'm real happy about this. Um, oh, that's so, awesome, Jamie. Please, please tell us about these homemade savage pads that you made for your son because they are. This is my son Matthew, and this Halloween he's he wants to be the uh, sitting member of the Spike oh, Squad. That's fantastic. And so we <laughs> we had some extra shoulder pads that he's outgrown, and we painted them up, and I was more excited than he was, and. I've, I have worn them, but tonight he's going to an Halloween party. So this is it. All dog, boys. Matthew, you're looking fantastic. Yeah, I, can't, I can't tell you how awesome. They say you look awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, well, dude, you, might, you might have a side business here. You might could throw about 10 sets of those up, and the internet might pay you something for them, brother. I might have to give you a pair. Mm-hmm. Yep, buy two pair, get a free chicken salad sandwich. 
What's the best deal in the state of Georgia, brother? <laughs> You're four hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I was watching you put them together on on uh, on social media, and I was like, those things are outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, that's a sweet cherry uh, color on them. It was fun, and those are that's chalk crayon chalk that you just spray. Oh, paint. that's what that's what the mic's hot. Glue, yeah, hot glue it in a uh, in a diet coke cap. Right on the top. It's pretty oh, that's cool. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. Well, he's he's got hands down the best uh, the best Halloween costume of 2020. And I think we might have to CC the Spike Squad in the show notes on this one. Said they need to have an honorary member. Y'all going to be at the Mississippi State game. He might have to dress up. He might have to go hang with them. Hey, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm going to be – I'm ready to get back up to Athens and get between the hedges. It'll be interesting to be in person and see what the spaced out – you know, it, it's just an interesting time all the way around. So – um, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you guys. You know, I'm always excited. It's football season. I like the dogs. My fantasy team's winning today. Falcons still stink. Braves let me down. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I like them all, but I only love them That's dogs. That's right, brother. I hear that. Well, look, Jamie, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. Um, you know, we just uh, we enjoy every minute we get to hang out with you. Always, always good to talk to you. You look great. Family looks great. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Great seeing you. Thank you, boys. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Hey, be Kentucky. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hey, George is better now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.